this is Slurp Toast, the podcast, hosted by Bruce and Steve. Thanks, lady. Hey, recording is in progress. That must mean we're doing it right this time. <laughs> Not like uh, was two weeks ago where everything went wrong. Hey, for me. Hey, this is episode 34 of Slurp Toast, a podcast. Wow. 34, man. Woo-hoo. Cheers to us. Oh, boy. They're getting tough. They're charging late fees on crap all right Uh oh who'd you get crosswise with on a late fee nobody yet it's uh you know it's it's really weird because doctor's offices are like the last one to go to online payment systems yes and it's just like you want to get paid you know go ahead pony up for the option because it's so much easier for me to go online in the middle of the night when i can't sleep and pay the pediatrician's bill. <laughs> right. Yes, absolutely. I agree. I, most of mine have actually gone to it, but it's hard to get to some of them. They uh, have really counterintuitive interfaces. But Kristen has like a, yeah, has an eye doctor's one that, uh, you know, they're like, go to this website and you go to the website and there is no option to pay online. Yes. It's just, no, go to the website and, and, and then, look at our office. And then call us. And then call the us. The phone yeah. number will be there. Um, yeah, so I have, I have one, uh, you know, we've discussed since the early days of the podcast, the, uh, my kidney stone issue, and I still have an outstanding emergency room bill from that because, because they can't get their billing shit together at the hospital. Um, it actually happened literally the stone dropped the day we switched insurances. Oh no. Lars employer to mine literally that day so we have been going round and round because i didn't have the new insurance card yet so i gave them the one i had because it should have still worked because it was the last day we were on it yeah so they denied it then i called gave them the new insurance bill this one this is what happened okay i get that we're going to turn you into collections notice i've had this conversation now twice here's the correct information bill these people okay I need to. I need confirmation that you're not sending me to collections because you're still working on the billing issue. No, absolutely not. And I haven't heard from them in months, so I don't know if they got it corrected. I'm sure I'll get another collections notice someday soon because they can't figure it out. But you know, I've given them two different insurance companies, and they can't seem to get it billed right. Yeah, I, I've been on that line, and it's a pain in the ass because yeah. they they're just like, whoa not us not us it's the other guy the other guy's like nope he's all yours he's all yours <laughs> and I mean, it's he- like guys you guys take the pissing match outside work out the details and just tell me what my co-pay exactly is. tell them yeah because i'm not paying this eight thousand dollar emergency room bill because i don't owe it that's right so y'all work it out and let me know what piece of that is mine and then we'll reconvene this meeting but until then <laughs> y'all are not getting a dime from me we're going to refer to collections. Knock yourself out. You go right ahead. I'm married to a like lawyer. It. See how that works out for you. <laughs> I, I had one of those calls. Uh, okay. So 
it used to be a time where, where these, these companies would send you like a, an invoice, right? A mock invoice mm-hmm. or a check. They'd send you a check for like 358. And if you deposit, if you read the read and they do it to businesses. And if you read the back, it, <laughs> it says by cashing this check, you agree to put an ad in our publication for $299. Okay. So we got the check and I, I just kind of threw it away. Somebody found it, thought it was a check, oh, no. endorsed it and cashed it. So I went round and round and round and round with these guys. And I was like, who's it signed by? Who's endorsed by? They're like, uh, for deposit only. I go, oddly enough, not a person. And if they were, they wouldn't have the ability to commit the company to a contract. So take your collection agency and take a walk. And they're <laughs> like, well, we're going to do this. I was like, bring it. <laughs> That's always been my, my point of view. I was like, yeah, okay. So I got the collection agency. I go, well, wait a minute. I go, did you run the ad? They're like, no. I go, so you're not really out. Well, that's not the point. You signed the contract. I go, I will pay you $5 to go the hell away. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty good return on investment, actually. I go, you make a buck, you know, 42. And I think we all come out winners. So the collection agency calls me up and he's like, so do I have to go around and tell people that your company doesn't pay their bills? I go, you know what, man, if that's what makes you happy, go for it. Because then I will counter that you are housed in the same business, in the same building as the company that is making the fraudulent uh, uh, bill, billing claim. And so I will go ahead and turn your ass into your Better Business Bureau for running scams on people. I've looked you up. I know it's been done before. I'm going to do it again. (laughs) 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 Suddenly they have no time for you. When you've done the research, I can throw it back on them. Yeah. Mr. Belligerent decided to chill the hell out. (laughs) We used to have a in-house collections guy for like co-pays and stuff. And it was just like, you know, we had a big bullpen type office. It just wasn't a good environment for a collections guy to be sitting in the room while everybody else is trying to like, you know, have these like calming scheduling calls about medical issues and you got him in the background screaming about what he's going to do to get the, the $20 to go with. I'm coming to your business. I'm coming to your home and I'm ripping your I know where you live. I'm going to cut <laughs> off your oxygen. Yeah. It was not the best laid out plan ever. Um, oh, that's the kind of guy because I'm going to come out there with a private investigator. I go, bring it. I'll have the cops arrest him because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, go, I got him on my payroll. I got three uh, off duty Kansas City cops that we pay for security. They're going to do what I ask. Because <laughs> <laughs> guess what? Those checks clear. <laughs> And I'm not asking them to and say sign their check over if I can run their ad in, you know, cop cop monthly or whatever. So I'm looking a lot like Hunter tonight, by the way, and I don't know why that is. Really? You want me to put on some Taylor? <laughs> I can get the remote. Wait a minute. I've got the Alexa device here. I just ask her. She'll play Taylor Swift for us. Uh, we might have to pay royalties if you do that. Don't do that. <laughs> All right. Then how about I turn on the CW in the background? <laughs> Hey, we love you, Hunter. Um, anyway, so you, as, as we were doing our pre-show ramp up all 10 seconds of it, you asked me a question or started to ask me a question and then decided to hold off. So fire. Oh, okay. So it's in that sort of, hey, man, 
what's on your desk? <laughs> I noticed behind you, you have something I believe I have seen advertised on social media channels. I believe you might be right. That is actually a from. From? From a film frame or something. Essentially, okay. it's like every scene in the movie is cut into slices uh-huh. of the color. And then it's so it's like left to right is the movie. That one is actually um, Infinity War. Okay. <clears throat> and there's surprised. a funny, funny story behind that. Go ahead. You were surprised by... There's no gold glove in it, but anyway. Well, that's all the, the yellowy, goldy oh, stuff the down here. Yeah. <laughs> you see how it's all dark over here, and then there's space. And, uh-huh. and then the big battle sequence in Wakanda. Um, ah, okay. So... Anyway, funny story about that is I've, I've been, I saw the same advertisements you, you did and it got me, it hooked me. So um, I'd shown them to Laura and uh, we'd set up my desk in our bedroom. So I have my workstation for, for work, obviously in the bedroom. And she wanted something to hang over. And I'm like, well, could we get one of these? And she's like, well, tell me which one you like. And we'll think about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I told her, I, 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 got, I said, I really like the one for Enter the Dragon because it's kind of muted colors all the way through. Um, it would just kind of complement what's in the room and not be too obtuse. And I got it for Chris for my, for my birthday. She got me okay. the, the bigger one, the real, like it's sizable and it's, okay. it's a nice piece and I'll take a picture of it and put it on the website. But um, it's supposed to come with mounting hardware attached to the back, just the claw hooks. Uh-huh. It didn't. Huh. No big deal. I mean, it's got a frame around the canvas. So it's got <laughs> like a wood, wood frame. Yeah, so it's no yeah, big deal can, to hang up. You could drive those in without destroying it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, I just put a couple of nails on the wall and hung the wooden frame on the on the on the nails. That works. No um, but she called their customer service department to let them know that we hadn't it hadn't come with the hardware. You know, <laughs> not inexpensive, not. But we didn't get what we paid for. Well, rather than just like providing us with a partial refund, hardware. our hardware, mm-hmm. they gave her a ninety, like essentially a hundred dollar gift card. Okay. So that one was completely free. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so my goal is to make that now the centerpiece of the wall behind me and kind of move, put it in the middle and then put the posters around it. Sure. And I'm thinking about putting a little shelf over the um, the loop there to cover that up and maybe putting some some gorillas or something up there. I haven't decided, but it's kind okay. of fix, finished fixing up my wall back there. But yeah, that came actually today. My free from. So from, thank you. Uh, that's actually was on my list to talk about. From? From F R O M E, and I'll put a link in the show notes. From, but um, incredibly oh, generous customer service. They've got a lot of movies to choose from. I like toyed with Die Hard, but just lots of blacks and whites. <laughs> <laughs> Bull Durham was okay, but I thought, you know, for the man cave, I need a little splash of color behind me. Let's go with Infinity War. So, okay. Anyway. All right. So, this is actually kind of cool. I'm on their website. And it looks like you can pick uh, sort of like colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can say, well, I'm going to go with dark blues and you will get movies like Star Wars Episode Five. Oh, that's a new feature. They didn't used to have that. You used to have to just kind of scroll through the ever-increasing list of movies that they had. So that's a new feature. The Aladdin Frome is actually kind of cool. It's very purpley and red and uh, that's neat. Yeah, it's a cool product. I dig it. Um, and so when they offered to give us a free one, I was like, well, technically, it's still part of my birthday present, right? 
<laughs> so yeah, that's right. I need one so for the man. Still owe me a Christmas gift. <laughs> I know. I know. I need one for the for the studio, for the man cave. So there we go. That arrived today. Ah, oh, Galaxy Quest has one. Oh, really? By Grabthar's hammer, <laughs> they have one. <laughs> I, what, I bet the colors are cool on that one. I'll have to look at that up later. Actually, they are kind of cool because they're. It looks like they're a lot of, of uh, lavender. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, actually, that one is is it, when you talk about the muted bleh, muted colors. That one actually is uh, got a big flash of yellow in the middle, but. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's actually. I, I kind of look up. One. Look up the one for Enter the Dragon. Just type in Enter the Dragon, and you'll see the colors on that one. And that's what's hanging over my desk in our bedroom. And I'm sure this is thrilling for people who are listening to us talk about colors. <laughs> Next, we'll dance about architecture. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, that looks like um, some browns and cream and some light blues and blue. Some greens and some greens. That's actually that's those are you know, that's kind of curious. If like if they had a bunch of 70s films, would they all be a similar palette? <laughs> you I know, think it would depend on if it's a US or a Hong Kong film. I think there might be some some play there. Because I'm saying like, it's like if you did the Godfathers back oh, to back to so, back, oh. it'd be like one long black panel <laughs> punctuated by blood. <laughs> a little red splotches along the way. I like I like the one for Enter the Dragon because at the end on the on the far end on the right hand side, it's got where they were in like the uh, the room full of mirrors, and it kind of brightens up in that one spot and then closes back up. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so you can kind of tell where in the movie you are if you look at it. You know the movie well enough. Oh my gosh, 12 monkeys. <laughs> you got to hang that one on an angle. <laughs> or backwards. Or backwards. Well, 12 monkeys, surprisingly. Uh, blues and purples, very cool palette. Yeah. So uh, I'm a fan of the product and of the customer service of From. It's called Wanda. Pinks. Jamie Lee Curtis? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, actually, this is kind of interesting because. I think like if you, 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 like, for example, I'm joking about Godfather being like black and black and black and black. And it makes me wonder if, you know, I'm, I, I think the film has, you know, a dark palette and Godzilla, 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 Goodfellas. I think no it depends Godfather. on, I think it depends on where they take the slice for the scene, probably too. Okay. Each okay. line is supposed to be a scene from the film, so depends on where they take their slice. And they probably take that into consideration when they lay out the palette. Because I mean, this one, I mean, see, it starts dark over here, mm-hmm. and let's see. So for following Infinity War, that's probably Guardians of the Galaxy right there. Um, I'm looking at Big Lebowski too right now. I looked at that one as well. That one was <laughs> another one that almost got hung in the man cave. And that's not to say there might not be another one, you know, that I could get down the line. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I kind of dig that as a piece of artwork. That's not, that's not obtrusive, but has meaning. I like that a lot. Well, yeah. Yeah. If you, if you got a connection to the movie. Yeah. That's actually, that's pretty cool. That's so, a visual eye. I got, I can pick you, those things up. I can, I could see that kind of stuff. Thanks art boy. Yes. Yes. It's <laughs> our first First possible title for the episode. Thanks, Art Boy. Swishy Art Boy. <laughs> so let's see. What else did I write down? Oh, you... hey. Huh. I read Scumbag 
over the weekend. Oh, which did cocaine both. singer? Both? Both. <laughs> both scumbag. That's a lot of scumbag. That is a lot of scumbag. <laughs> and how did you like scumbag? Um, I liked it. I was hoping to see, I guess the, I guess I won't, I shouldn't expect some character growth from scumbag, <laughs> but I was kind of hoping for some that, 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 you know, I, I did like the sort of, I'm going to call it the, uh, the swerve that his noble gesture is, is to throw the gold bomb to his buddies and instead of making them rich, he turns the entire block into salt gold and wrecks the world economy. So. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's our scumbag. Yeah, just, I don't think you can really like oh for uh, oh for growth in scumbag. It is what it is, and it's a fun read if you're not expecting a whole lot out of it. Oh yeah, it's just whatever <laughs> his idea of nobility is. I think what what throws you. <laughs> Wasn't the second issue or the second collection? It was the one where I forgot that I was like, that worked. Okay. And the, the trick, and I don't know if we mentioned it with the first time we were talking about it because you hadn't read it yet, but the the powers, his his superpowers are triggered by noble thoughts and gestures. And this guy is a complete and unrepentant scumbag. Self-centered scumbag. Yeah. Truth in the title. And so for him to act activate his powers, sometimes it's through a skewed prism and it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So yes, I did do uh, both of those collections. Um, oh, I, have, I have to take back the ones I bought you for Christmas now. Just oh. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I picked those up, and it's actually they are interesting reads. Yeah, and I I've, mean, I'm it's... trying to read this at my in-laws' house, and there's <laughs> How'd that go over. Uh, there, there's a lot of holding the Kindle close to your chest because you don't want them coming up during the orgy scenes. Are the uh, the sex robot in the space Trans Am? Correct. <laughs> yes, I, I can deal with that. That one you can explain away, but it is the the uh, rather um, you know eyes wide shut sex scenes. Yeah, it, kind it of- reminded me a lot of Hero Gasm. Quite honestly, some of those shots, some of those scenes. Some of those shots, but not nearly as offensive. Yeah, that's when I stopped watching our read and I watching stopped reading the boys. Was I'm like, I guess I'm good. There's where the line is. I didn't know I knew it, when, but I know it when I see it. But I think, yeah, exactly. Because you kind of come to a point where you're just like, this has no, uh, no, ba- no value. There was just no value to it. You know, you can kind of laugh and chuckle as they're blowing up tropes, but that one just was like, it was gratuitous there you're just kind of like what the hell's the point of this i mean the idea of a superhero sex convention is interesting but it not to the level of detail this went into (laughs) exactly you're just sort of like come on man i I, i've read cherry pop tart you're over a line (laughs) exactly (laughs) okay there's that's it that's the line and it's funny that you should say that because cherry pop tart was kind of a revelatory moment for me as a young man and it's like but that one didn't that didn't bother me as much as hero gasm did yes it, because i don't know there was a an innocence to cherry pop tart getting sort of like sex for her teacher for her grade which not innocent at all and yet there was just something charming and quaint about it <laughs> well it might be that and it, just, just thinking out loud here but that the boys are so cynical that series was so cynical 
throughout that was in the DNA. So it couldn't be innocent and parody. It just came across as kind of mean spirited because of the whole DNA of the comic. I don't know. Yeah, it, 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 there was just nothing about it that made you go, ah, ha, 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 I'm going to read this again yeah. quietly in the bathroom by myself. No, you're not doing <laughs> No, that was when I took I'm, all my collected. I'm done. <laughs> I took all my collected editions, the half price books, because I'm like, I have small children in the house, and I this is where I got to get rid of something. <laughs> I did the same thing, except I just put them on eBay, and the boys, one through six, hit hero gasm, and away <laughs> they went. Yeah. It was funny though because they were the request was to wrap them in brown craft paper. It was very strange. <laughs> it was they sat in like the you know how half price books will have that last well, glass case. case. <laughs> My books were in there forever. Every time we'd go in, I'm like, oh, they're still here. Okay, good. Well, I got I'm guessing they're gone now, thanks to the show, but they were in there for a long time with the uh Airland, Texas half price books. <laughs> I think one of the comic shop guys was, was talk because I, I, he, I bought a collection from him. He's like, what do you think of that? And I was like, Oh, you know, he goes, ah, I think it's just uh, whoever the writer is. Jeff, no. Isn't it Garth Ennis. I think so. Yeah. He goes, I just, he felt it was just Genneth Ennis just trying to find, you know, who's going to stop me. Yeah. Is the way he put it. Well, he was doing that in preacher at the same time. And so he was uh-huh. getting away with murder. Yeah. It's like, who's going to, who's going to yeah, tell me no. <laughs> it's not a bad, it's not a bad theory. I mean, it takes a hot take, hot take, <laughs> hot take. Boys, Garth Ennis, what can he get away with? <laughs> Only 10 years too late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reheated take. Reheat take. I, uh, leftover yeah. takes. <laughs> it's perfect for after Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, yeah, I still have preacher. I, it didn't bother me if the boys were to stumble on a preacher because I felt like I could probably explain that away enough. I think that, so. I that, think preacher had some sort of philosophical overtones that you yeah. might be able to kind of, you know, he's got the power of God. He can tell everybody to do whatever he wants him to do, and and he does, and he does with great regularity. And a I vampire sidekick. And I don't want to talk about Air Star, um, <laughs> at least not our our space. They made a pop. <laughs> well, because they made a TV show. Exactly. So, I mean, and that's a whole other bag of fish. But uh, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't exactly right. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, I don't want to talk about Preacher. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. So how was, you mentioned going to your in-laws. How was Thanksgiving? It was Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's about right. I, wait, I took the, the, the week off before. And I think I posted something on Facebook about how I, I, I thought winters were colder when we were allowed to burn leaves because it put all the soot and the ash in the atmosphere and reflected the heat, which resulted in colder winters and, and more snowfall, which in the spring relieved drought. And I was going to do something about and even the ash that leaves behind returns minerals uh, to the soil and conditions the soil um, because I just I could not vacuum up any more fucking leaves. And I wanted to push them in a pile in the middle of my backyard and just set it on fire. Okay, so I, I've, got, I've not been to your new place. So, uh, how many leaves are we talking about? We have uh, we've got a, a big tree in the front, and so do our neighbors. And so ours dropped all the leaves first, and I cleaned it all up, and was like, "Yeah, check it out, looks great." Then the neighbors' trees drop theirs, and it looks like nobody done anything in weeks. Um, mm-hmm. And then the backyard has a couple of big, giant, you know, 
30, 40 foot tall ash trees that just, you know, selectively drop leaves whenever they want. And so it's like, got them all picked up, turn around and, you know, time to start again. Yeah. Time to start again. So I, uh, I would like to blow them all into a pile and be done with it. I can get behind that. I, uh, yeah, we have. Sorry, fire. Um, <laughs> fire, fire. We have uh, like eight live oaks in our backyard. Oh, and they're late to drop their leaves too. You'll be picking them up in March. Well, yeah, that's fine. I don't care. That's fine. I have a blower. I just blow them and scoop them up. But whatever. But the thing about my backyard that annoys me is the people that had the house before us uh, put a water feature in the backyard. So you got to clean that out. All the fucking time. <laughs> uh, like on Thanksgiving Day, I went out because my because and we also have a leak in the water feature, which I can't find to fix. So the, it loses water anyway. It's a pain in my ass. I hate it. Um, but on Thanksgiving, my wife wanted it filled up and running since my folks were here. So I went out and the water was low enough that I could see the bottom. So I like spent fifteen or twenty minutes scooping out the leaves, and there was this pile of soggy half deteriorated leaves <laughs> next to the pond i'm like all right i keep telling laura we just need to drain it so i can clean the bottom because the pump had leaves in the intake and i'm like oh. what you could do is go on craigslist and get a couple truckloads of fill dirt and <laughs> solved i would just love to take the whole son of a bitch out uh, <laughs> but that's not happening so it becomes oh, my cross the bear. yeah so it's like seven seven live oaks and then we got one in the front yard. So there's lots of oak oak debris in my yard all the time. But I wouldn't trade those trees because even since we moved here four years ago, they've grown so much. Mm-hmm. You can, we were sitting outside the other day just marveling at how much the one in the front yard has grown over the, grown over the four years. Um, so they're getting to the point where they're going to clear the house. <laughs> so, Well, the old house, we had, uh, I don't know, we had like some easily 50-foot tall trees in the front yard. Wow. Oh, these monsters were huge and they were oaks and they were the sturdy oaks were like, you could not get your arms around the oak tree. And it's like right after we moved in, uh, somebody had gone on a joyride, lost control of their car. And I think stopped at about a foot shy of the oak tree. Yikes. Is, you know, this far from having a shrine in my front yard and having to take the hose to the morning uh, teenagers who would be out there every day because, right. you know, oh man, he, he just came over the end. <laughs> get out of my, get off of my lawn. It was his own damn fault. Watch the skid marks. Adam <laughs> <laughs> outlined. Man versus tree, tree wins. Every damn time. Especially when it's again you know i mean there's a monster tree there's two of them in the front yard so when they lost leaves in the spring you i mean we're cleaning leaves up all the time and i used to mulch them and just put them in my backyard because i Mm -hmm. you know back along our fence row (laughs) when the guy bought our house he's like oh you got to clean that up and it was really nice rich dark soil because i've been piling (laughs) leaves up for like 17 years (laughs) and i started moving it around i was like damn it's good dirt (laughs) See, we so moved it into all the flower beds. <laughs> well, that's sort of the net result you were looking for, right? Yeah, except you know, I thought I would enjoy it, not the guy after me. Our house backs up to a, a green belt. So anytime oh, just I blow them into the green belt. Exactly. 
exactly. That's what I do. I've got we have a groundhog uh, behind us that's made. There's a there's an empty lot behind us, and a groundhog has made some little 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 divots. And so yeah, when I blow to the back corner, I blow to those and just blow them under the fence. We've got we've got the wrought iron fence that runs along the back backyard. And one of the first things the boys and I did after we moved in was they had put some chicken wire along the bottom of the fence. And we had to do something because we have the little dog who could probably have fit through the. Mm. So we went to the uh, farm supply store and we got essentially some 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 green uh, cattle fencing. Yeah. And I hopped on the other side of the fence and I unrolled it (laughs) (laughs) and we zip tied it to the fence all the way across. And uh, you can't see it because the fence is is green. So it gets lost in the fence rather than the, you know, (laughs) cheap ass chicken wire. But it's also bigger. So when I do blow, it goes right through. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and whenever I have like lawn clippings, like last couple of weeks ago, I had to clip a couple of branches off those oak trees that were banging on the gutter on the house over the fence. There we go. Never saw them. It's a blown over. I don't know how that happened. Weird. And they're so cleanly broke. <laughs> so they just clipped right off. It just it, it was weird. It's it's one of those clipped oaks, and uh, <laughs> you don't see a it, lot of those anymore. It branches out, and then when it snaps, it's a clean snap. It looks like it's been cut. They call it a Lego tree. I don't know why that is. It's it's uh, but yeah, they're rare, and uh, that's the only ones I got in my yard, man. Homeowners <laughs> Association. Yeah, they don't care <laughs> because there's one of the trees that starts in my yard and uh-huh. grows over that back fence, and so it it slopes down into the into the green belt and then back. There's houses down below us on the bottom of the hill. So like all the there's cedar trees and and oak trees back there. So it's just a blanket of leaves all the time back there. Oh, nice. so, so and there's this one little like promontory right behind that you know, that tree. Every once in a while we'll put a like a corn cube out because we got deer wandering around. So sometimes the deer will come up to the fence until the dogs lose their damn minds and scare them off. So. Yeah, our neighbor feeds deer and it's kind of like uh Please stop that. Uh, he keeps eating all my ground cover. <laughs> <laughs> I keep waiting to see one in the backyard, you know, and I think we probably would have by now if because of the water feature, if it weren't such a slope up to the backyard. So. Well, our old house, man, we had fox out there. And because I'm like in the backyard, I was looking out the kitchen window having breakfast. So I was like, well, there you go. You don't see that every day. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a, a rabbit on the other side of the fence. And the rabbit's just sitting there kind of taunting the fox. And I was like, I'm tired of the rabbits eating up all my plants. I would be more than happy to cut a hole in the fence, Mr. Fox, if you promise to do your job and eat that goddamn rabbit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we have. It's nature's pest control. It really is. I mean, we have. We have, we have lots of deer in our neighborhood. In fact, Connor hit one with the car last week. Ooh. It ran in front of him. He's okay. I'm going to need a new hood mm-hmm. um, but and a new front grill. But anyway, um, but there's lots of deer. And we also have coyotes, which has got a cool when they start going off. Oh, like, nice. Yeah, because you go, like I said, you go down behind me, there's down to the hill, and there's a hiking trail around the perimeter. And they're out in the woods somewhere because every once in a while they get going. And it's like... Couple weeks ago, they started at like five o'clock, and I'm like, okay, yeah, it's dark, but it's not time for y'all to be out howling just yet. No, no, it is. We found a deer carcass next to the street. Oh, exactly. 
Yeah. I came home from work one night when I was working at Crate and Barrel and I'd worked late. And I came home and I turned on our street. And like three deer just wandering down the streets, not in the grass, right in the middle of the road. In the middle like, of the street. I'm okay. Go ahead, hit me. Hit me. What do I get? <laughs> some, some nihilist deer. I don't know what that was about. You don't have the balls. Come on, hit me, dude. Hit me. <laughs> I need the insurance. <laughs> You know, my job, because I've started interacting with our safety department and, uh, you know, there are days where somebody's like, I want to do this. And I'm like, I am going to caution you against that. And they're like, really? You are? I'm like, you know, lawyers, nice people, but by God, I've spent way too much time with them because of you people. <laughs> it's funny you should say that because I heard my wife lighten somebody up from the other room this morning. It's like, oh, I came in later. Did they call nine one one? Because that was that was savage. I could hear it in the other room. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I sat through deposition that we, you know, had to interview one of our employees for something, and the lawyer's like, "Well, what kind of guy is he?" And I go, "Well." He asked me what would happen. I explained him what would happen. And he proceeded to tell me all the wrong details of what happened. Steve, you know how it is, man. You just, you know, you, the, the two pedals, they're like the same size. And I just stepped on the wrong one. It's like, time out. You can't say that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and if they're going to try and play the race card, just let me say something. My kids, they're mechs. <laughs> like, Um, strike that one from the record. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've spent enough time dealing with lawyers personally and professionally. Anytime someone will threaten me with a lawyer, I'm like, yeah, go ahead. I, I got, but I've got one at home. Please. I married to one. You don't scare me. They don't scare me. She scares me, but lawyers in general don't scare me. No, 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 no. <laughs> we, I hope yeah. she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> we have one. Uh, we had a guy do a deposition and uh, it was part of a series of depositions. Right. And they weren't going well and they weren't going so badly that the senior partner came in to take over the depositions from oh, the junior partner who was running. Wow. Okay. And so he comes in there and he's all fired up and he starts going after our, our, our witness. Right. And it turns out our witness uh, doesn't have an ear on one side. Right. Okay. And it's the side facing the, the opposing counsel. So he's in there just, so what about, and the guy's like, I can't hear you. What are you saying? What I, and, it, and that's just, is there a reason that you're, more. And, it, and the, guy, the lawyer goes, is there a reason that you're being like this? And the guy turns his head and he's like, I can't hear you. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> flat. <laughs> oh, hey, hold on. You had to do it the hard way. Thank you. <laughs> it was just so funny because it's like this lawyer came in all puffed up. He saw the guy's head and just, I mean, I saw the man like <laughs> visibly deflate inside his suit. So the shoulders <laughs> of the suit stayed up here and his head just kind of sunk into it till it was like up to his eyeballs. <laughs> in a carvey as the turtle man. Yes. Turtle, turtle, turtle. <laughs> You know, our attorney is like, would you like to switch sides, Dave? Or whatever the guy's <laughs> name was. 
maybe if you came over, no, I'll be fine. <laughs> you know, your guy was loving that. Oh man, they live for shit like that. Oh, she was eating it up, eating it up. And uh, in terms of being like the guy we were, the, I was the most afraid of. He gave the best testimony, you know, because this guy's trying to argue that you should hang traffic signals off of a uh, off of a, a breakaway pole. He goes, are you familiar with breakaway poles? Yes, sir. He goes, and uh, he goes, why wouldn't you use that for a traffic signal? He goes, because they're flimsy. I mean, they're not flimsy, you know, it's like they're made. He goes, it's like they're made out of cardboard, but they're not, but they're flimsy. But I mean, not to, 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 to say bad things about them, but he goes, because you put a traffic signal, it's going to fall right over. <laughs> Right. Because as soon as you pull the ladder away, it's going <laughs> to fall over. Because <laughs> they're not intended to carry that much weight, Your Majesty. And that's, and, and, and again, Turtle Man, he just kept sinking lower in his suit. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. You know what I just realized when I hit that Randy Savage sounder the last time? Mm. I've been clearing out my closet, selling shit on eBay. And I just remembered I have. Uh, a Dusty Roads DVD set, and I have a Road Warriors DVD set. I imagine I'm going to be pulling some sound from those. <laughs> I'm hoping the dust, just as long as it's like the Dusty one, I'm hoping it has the. And when we're done with you, we're coming after your family. <laughs> no, like, yeah, boy, are you a soldier. Oh, a soldier. Are you <laughs> in a sapphire? <laughs> I'm going to get an, oh, yeah, you know. What a rush, you know. Oh, I'll be looking rush. for those. <laughs> be looking for those soon. Oh, man. Oh, hard times, baby. You don't know what hard times are. I never get tired of doing Dusty. That's a thing. You know, it, you watch wrestling now, and it's like outside of there's nobody that I, the whole idea of the promo is gone. I will tell you, I, I, I largely agree with you, but there's a guy at AEW who has become my favorite working wrestler right now, uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF, and he, MJF. He's, he's doing the snotty, entitled heel bit, Okay, and he is magic on the mic. I mean, he got in a... Um, and I got like the Burberry with, scarf. That's very yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and w- when you get a chance, go look at some of his work. Um, he is doing some good stuff. He insults like, like he had a feud with Brian Pillman's son, Brian Pillman okay. Jr. And in uh, in Pillman's hometown of Cincinnati, uh, started denigrating his father, his mother, because he had done like a, a there's a series called Beyond the, Beyond the Mat where they do like okay, yeah. kind of documentaries, and they had done one on Pillman. Okay. And, oh, no. and the kid's mom was a meth head and and he was like you know i'm sorry your mother methany i mean melanie couldn't be here tonight was, oh jesus he did I not mean, just go there <laughs> and then like uh now they've got him paired up with cm punk and they've been doing they haven't oh, touched, wow. they haven't touched each other but they've the exchanges that like last week's show last week's aew show they gave them 20 minutes to start the show where they just went back and forth, never touched each other. Just no, in the, on the mic? Got like face to face, but just bitch slapping each other verbally. And they, Connor and I were watching that and we were going, oh, damn. And it was just like, <laughs> so he is my current favorite working wrestler. 
and 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 he does i and he is uh he's a good wrestler but he's magic on the mic it just okay working like i get flare vibes off of it quite honestly Woo! yeah he is <laughs> such a prick man just unrepentant prick and uh yeah i like it when they lean hard into the uh into something like that oh and he is all in i mean he never like his when he because we had seen him um there's a poster right there he's right there on that poster okay. um you probably can't see it but when the boys and i went to that wrestle circus show not long after we moved here he was on that show we saw him live in like a in a bar <laughs> and now he's like man headlining pay-per-views but um he was a dick that night but he didn't get a lot of time right and so then like when they announced AEW was starting he came in as cody rhodes friend i'm like there's no way that's not going to end badly. And sure enough, like he, he low blowed Cody and then threw in the towel so he could never wrestle for the world title again. I'm like, well, okay. Am I the only one in the world that didn't see that coming? Cause I mean, Jesus, this guy's been a prick his entire career and all of a sudden he's a baby face. No, no, no. You know, I remember when we were at WrestleMania that one year and the kids behind us, you and I are calling like every match before it even begins. Cause you're like, there's no way that the Texas guys aren't losing tonight. The kid behind me goes, Oh no, man. So-and-so is going to take it. You're like, ah, so-and-so is from Dallas. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid's like, Oh yeah, it's going to be this guy. And you're like, no, no, he's from Austin. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and I believe I was, had a perfect record that night, if I recall correctly. You had the perfect night because <laughs> you, you, you went the all Texas ticket, Texas ticket. <laughs> the only one that could have gone sideways on me was was Michaels versus Taker because they're both from Texas. But yes, but it, Taker had the record. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, there's no way he was losing. <clears throat> but yeah, those so. kids in front of us. How do you know? And it's like, man, they're going to throw in a trash can. Someone's going to get their head smashed with the trash can. No, uh, here comes a trash can. <laughs> Uh, I think I called one of China's moves a, a twat bomb or something. And <laughs> <laughs> we were one time when there was a there was a group in WWE called We the People, and they were okay. they were doing kind of a before it became a real problem doing kind of a nationalist thing, you know, <laughs> We the People, this kind of shit. Okay, and it was yeah. funny. Because it didn't cross a line that but they unfortunately got, got crossed. <laughs> exactly. So I had taken the boys to a show and we were enjoying them because Dutch Mantel was the manager. So he was all crusty and nasty and leading, the, doing all of his Dutch talk. And he had two guys who couldn't really talk behind him. But we liked both of the guys that were, were in his, his stable. And we went to some show and they were there. And I had the boys chanting, we the people mm-hmm. <laughs> along with them. And they were preteens but they knew it and there's these kids sitting in front of us who were just like over their shoulder like what is happening why are you cheering for them always root for the bad guy we learned nothing else on razor ramon um (laughs) mr (laughs) toothpick oh chico chico (laughs) hello to the bad guy Oh, God, yes. And that was it. We also went to that other promotion where kids Ring were screaming 619. <laughs> yeah, they're 619. And neither of the wrestlers was Rey Mysterio. And you got embarrassed when I screamed wrong Mexican. <laughs> I just thought we were going to get killed. I wasn't, didn't care that you yelled it. I was just concerned for our safety. That it was turned awesome. out okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Heshers in front of us got into it. So we were good. 
<laughs> There's um, nothing like going to a wrestling and just because uh, I've gone to like some shitty indie shows. Uh, somebody took me to one. I mean, I were at ringside seats, and I was just being obnoxious as hell. <laughs> well, the indie guys love that because oh, yeah. that, I mean, that's I mean, they get to interact with the crowd in a way that the the guys on the big shows don't. The indie guys live for that. Oh, I was just out of control and I think embarrassed my girlfriend at the time, but you know, they've met me. They, they know what they're getting into. It's not, it's not a first date, right? Right. It's not like any of this stuff is tucked away. It's almost right there at the surface. Right. <laughs> yeah. Laura will swear that I hid it from her, but I know I didn't. She just wasn't paying no. attention. It's too big a part of my DNA at this point. Um, so yeah. Uh, so yeah. MJF. Oh, All right. I will look him up. As I was going to say, we got a guy at work who, you know, he's, he's, he's so involved in him mm-hmm. that um, it's, it's very easy to kind of, you know, sneak stuff by him because he'll leave those, you know, leave those pauses. And I think he was trying to like drop office space references on me. Right. You know, and he, he said, Oh, we will, we'll, we'll fix the glitch. And I just come back with, well, it's good to be a gangster. Yeah. <laughs> It just kept going and going and going. And it's like, I, I don't know where we're going with this, man. If you're trying to build a rapport or what the story is. Watch your cornhole, bud. <laughs> going to a federal <laughs> pound you in the ass prison, are we? <laughs> usually I tell another man to watch his cornhole. I think you're going to win, and that'll be all, all the wrote, she wrote for that one. <laughs> Uh-oh. What's up? What are we showing me? When do I need to help you draw windows? Sometime tonight. <laughs> what are you doing? My daughter has brought me a apparently art homework assignment <laughs> on perspective. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, to help me draw windows. I'm I think like, I think this is a good way to teach her perspective and tell her to do it on her own. <laughs> Tonight's lesson is time management. <laughs> Oh, well, we can, we can get to a stopping point if you have homework. I, I don't have homework. She okay. Doesn't. Okay. It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So I'm right now I'm reading uh, a book called Bad Motherfucker, The Life and Times of Samuel L. Jackson. I saw you post that. And um, is- it's, it, it's an interesting book because it goes like a little biography at the beginning, beginning to kind of set the stage for Samuel L. Jackson's career. And then it goes... <laughs> movie by movie which is a lot of fucking movies yeah because he does he's unlike he like nicholas cage does not appear to you know fear a paycheck <laughs> unlike nicholas cage he seems to uh exercise some discretion <laughs> well he just likes to work that's what he says yeah. he's, like, he's, a, he's a recovering addict so acting has taken the place of drugs so he needs the fix so he just okay. he's like one of the quotes was you know, most people work all year long, take a couple of weeks off for vacation. But when I do it, I'm a workaholic. Okay, that's fair. I mean, man just likes to work. Okay, whatever. But the funny thing is, though, it takes, it, because there are so many damn movies, it breaks it into chunks. Uh-huh. And I'm almost done. I'm, I think I just finished. I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the back end of the catalog in any event. Um, but it, it rates the movie, like on a scale of one to ten. Then it okay. rates the Samuel L. Jackson factor of the movie on a scale of one to ten. <laughs> and then it gives you a list of all the words that didn't get edited out of the movie. 
and how many times they appear. Like, so that's the start of every entry for every movie. And I'm like, this is pretty damn funny. I'm not gonna lie. And some of them, I'm like, I've never heard of some of these movies, and I thought I was pretty well versed in the catalog. Oh, no, every now and again, you, yeah, every now and again, you'll be like at Netflix, you know, if you, oh, you, you like that, uh, therefore you're probably going to not hate this. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one was, was Snakes on a Plane because he says, I got the script and I read the title. I said, Oh, I'm doing this one. And I could hear it in the Samuel L. Jackson voice in my head. <laughs> I, could, I could totally hear it. And then I guess they were trying to change the name of the movie to like Flight 1291 or something. He's like, What is wrong with y'all? Nobody wants to talk and see a movie about a plane flying across country, but I'm doing this because it's called Snakes on a Plane. If you hate snakes, if you hate planes, if you hate snakes, this is the movie for you. If you hate planes, this is the movie for you. If you hate snakes and planes, well, hey, we got a surprise for you or something along those lines. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he just wanted to make snakes on a plane because he thought it'd be funny as hell. And uh, the title is funny, but the... Uh, it had moments. I, yes. saw it a, I saw it in a theater the very last showing before it went out of theaters. I was the only one in the... It's the only one in the theater. I got a private screening of Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, about halfway through the movie, I found myself pulling my feet up off the floor. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, it's too many snakes on that motherfucking Not plane. enough plane. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And then, by the way, the word motherfucker uh, helped him overcome a stutter. So there you go. Well, there you have it. It's not just, That's... A, it's not just a crutch. It's an it's a enabling device for him. So anyway, so you're you're talking about planes on a snake or snakes on a plane. I uh, uh, guys at work. Planes on a snake is a much shorter film. Planes on a snake, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Bambi versus Godzilla. (laughs) Um, But the uh, guys in one of our departments follow a website called Arcane Bullshit. Oh, I'm gonna be looking that up. Uh, Oh yeah, you kind of have to because he's he's got uh, this guy did like a. A, a deck of tarot cards and i think our favorite card in the deck is the coffin full of tacos full of snakes <laughs> <laughs> and it's just there we go the coffin full of tacos full of snakes and it's a coffin with snakes and tacos spilling out of it Oh, that'll ruin Taco Tuesday. <laughs> is it arcanebullshit.com? Yes. yes, it is. As a awesome. Fact. So would you, yeah. But they have these tarot cards out and they, they do readings from time to time. And so today's reading, the, the, the past was future grandma. The uh, present actually had no words on it. And the future was death, death. <laughs> death, death. Like death, death. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, the cards are over the top. Werewolf and pig making out. Death, death. Big sexy Satan. <laughs> that one will get you every time. Crazy mystical shit. <laughs> What's this one? Uh, look at this fucking hourglass. <laughs> <laughs> what does that signify exactly? He's got a, there's a, there's, they have a, there's a guide that tells them what they mean. That's too funny. 
um, they have a poster in one of their offices. It's like a, a guy being held in the flames and it just says, hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> Take that kitty. <laughs> so that's kind of fun. I'll be checking that out later. Yes. Today's thing was normalized being a jaunty little frilly boy. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the strangest stuff. Oh, man. All right. I want to ask you, did you watch any of Hawkeye? Did you freeze? You froze. What? You've gone all... Gone all, uh, yeah, you're frozen. Long, 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 there long you are, sound. you're back. There, not freeze, but you had like back. Uh, all I heard was that tinny, you know, oh, yeah, gramophone sound. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, it sounds like yeah. a 20s movie where the sound is like super fast <laughs> and a dancing frog. <laughs> I was asking if you had watched any of Hawkeye, I have not watched Hawkeye yet. That's all right, because it came one. out before I went on, on uh on hiatus to the in-laws house uh, okay and so they didn't have disney plus uh, okay so I, there's no way for me to have watched it okay and then when i came home i was like uh i watched a, a blast glass blowing competition on <laughs> on on netflix which You're is so kind crafty. of fun the episodes are only a half hour long. There's none of the, the bullshit drama about, oh, man, Todd is such a dick. And he's always talking bad about my glass. And I just want to go over there and throw sand in his eye. You know, that kind of shit. It's it's all very supportive and all very creative. And I, I think because they're working in a room full of 2,000 degree furnaces, they don't have the energy for drama. <laughs> it sweats the shit out of them. It sweats the drama right out of them. <laughs> you know, every now and there's a montage of them just like all guzzling water. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, wow. it's, it's hot down on the hothouse floor. <laughs> you see one, she's as red as a beet. Some guy's know? walking around with an IV pole behind him. Yeah. Salt lick, salt lick, anyone? Salt lick. <laughs> all right, and of I- course. They have to put their 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 glass. They all have. And the first time they said it, I just I still do giggle my butt off. But the each 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 artist has got three assistants in their personal glory hole. And I swear to God, one of the contestants was looking down on the floor. There's like six or ten glass blowers. So I've never seen so many glory holes. No, 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 no. Yes, no one actually did. said that. He did say that, and in my mind, I finished the rest of the sentence since that truck stop on the highway. <laughs> well, that's the logical end of that conversation, yes. Man, glory holes everywhere. It's like that time in Amsterdam, you know? <laughs> Lam, they weren't bam. blowing glass. Hey-o. Hey-o. Well, it did say my name was Glass on my passport. Hey-o. Hey-o. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so they they just it's one of those where and it's it's also innocent. They they although I gotta think that somebody on that show knows how how awful that sounds. Someone you know, at Netflix knows and they're just here, not run run this punk a punk. It's a punk. You put the glass on a punk, run this punk to the glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Stuff this punk in the glory hole. <laughs> at which point, you're, at which point, that's when you're sitting there and you're like looking at your device and you're like, "Did the channel get changed on me?" 
that's a deep cable channel i didn't know we had access to am i on netflix after dark what's the story here <laughs> stuff this punk in the glory hole wow that's a shirt my friend <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah it kind of is so uh fun story i did the quaalude bungalow logo last week right i gotta do some cleanup on it and then i'm gonna throw everything out there on t public okay but as i was doing that you know my daughter because what what do they play and i'm like they're a spin doctor's cover band and she goes all right <laughs> okay like took it in stride right so so they were talking about somebody married her well yeah so somebody talks about the welches he married the welch girl you know I go, oh, was it uh, one of the Jelly Welches? At which point, Jelly Welches became the name of a band and a logo within about 15 minutes. Yes. <laughs> so, I, so I show my daughter, like, what do you think, babe? The Jelly Welches. She goes, I like it. She goes, what kind of music do they play? I go, well, they were a punk ska band, um, kind of like a sublime. And then she goes, okay, okay. I go, up until, you know, the, 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 the plane crash she goes where their lead singer got killed i'm like yes where he got killed and then the surviving members kind of did a leonard skinner thing and formed 38 special or whatever the fuck they did and i said i go and then they they they, they backed down and they became quaalude bungalow and she goes that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> what was funny to me is when i said oh but until the accident and she just chimed in without missing a beat so like when their when their lead singer died, I'm like, yes, nice, <laughs> very nice. So the Jelly Welches become Quaalude Bungalow, and she thought that was a fun contest. So she's in the back seat of the car, going, "What about a meth motel?" I'm like, "That's a good one." She goes, "What about the Ecstasy Inn?" I was like, two things: one, no, um, <laughs> because it actually sounds like a hot pillow joint." Yeah, thanks, Dave. <laughs> and she goes, "What?" I go you know what a cat house is? She goes, yeah, like a brothel. I'm like, hot pillow joint is a cat house is a brothel. She goes, huh. And I hear her in the backseat going, hot pillow joint, hot pillow. Uh. I was like, great. She's committing it to memory. Um, <laughs> I said, it, and she goes, what's the other thing? I go, oh, uh, the D.A.R.E. education classes have really served you well. Because <laughs> she's in the back. <laughs> Rattling off drugs. Speed check. <laughs> Again, hot pillow joint. <laughs> yes and I've, i'm just kind of like going eh, i'm kind of proud and maybe a little dismayed but <laughs> mostly proud mostly proud it definitely outweighs the dismay yeah and of course you know i'm sure hot pillow joint will come back to bite me in the butt <laughs> oh for sure that she committed it to memory like that you're going to hear it again and or, or her friends are and it's it's that point where i get asked by her friends what that means or what's so what's a hot pillow joint i'm going to the other room now Bye -bye. <laughs> good night everybody yeah, this is not a conversation i'm having with y'all with 17 year old girls uh -uh. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> this is a me too moment in the making i'm out of here <laughs> law enforcement will roll it's one thing to say this stuff to my daughter who i know gets it because as my wife points out <clears throat> she knows what a dolly mop is <laughs> because you make her watch bridgerton yeah i get it <laughs> <laughs> okay i don't know what a dolly mop is it's like a, a, a 
lust fuckets. Anyway, it's uh, what? Are you I, having another stroke right no, now? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> what is it? There's a Dolly Mop. Dolly Mop. A female prostitute. Oh, okay. So Dolly Mops would work in a hot pillow joint. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Lusty. What was it? Is it Lusty? There's, I have a, I had a book somewhere um of like um arcane slang or archaic slang and there's one called like a lusty fuck it or something like that basically means you know a woman who works at a hot pillow joint <laughs> so lots of words for that so i'm pretty sure i'll, I'll find it eventually but Yes, I actually created one of those peckerneck things. The the amusement park, Crinkum's Bump, was meant was all slang for lady parts. <laughs> all the rides, all of it. <laughs> uh, you're a master of your oeuvre. <laughs> it's like, do you have Crinkums? Uh, Crinkums Bump, which is ride the beard splitter or whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm just it was just. <laughs> All of it, all of it, the whole of it was just all slang for for the women parts. But okay, uh, so I'm still I'm still processing the the origin story. No, well that I got that <laughs> that that processed the the origin story of of Quaalude Bungalow. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm fascinated by it now. Oh, that the Jelly Welches, the, yeah. the up and coming punk ska band that you know was going to spill the sp see what happened is they're going to fill the void of Sublime when what's his right. face Bradley Yep. Yeah. Uh, then there was the accident and they lost their lead singer and that spooked them. So they became a spin doctor's cover band. I think the timing all works. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not wrong. It should work. Yeah. Did you give time for the spin doctors to ascend? Uh-huh. And then work? descend a little. <laughs> it's, a lot. It's a, it's, a, it's a short arc. Um, and then there's a need for a cover band. Yeah. Because didn't Chris post something about like how all every area of music has like bad music and that somebody that was you that was me yes yeah i yeah that's been my theory and my complaint for years and i was like oh my god somebody else gets it yes yes and then, uh -oh. then somebody came in and my ass off aren't you <laughs> well i was thinking because i was reading through that and then somebody posts no it was especially bad because the a and r guys at this time were like signing every shit act that they could find and pushing them all and yeah. about how the 80s and 90s were exceptionally bad for well music. I, I have the conversation i'm trying to make my children understand how weird the 90s were musically mm -hmm. and they don't get it because it's all just together for them but that was well, like my all favorite filtered down to Pearl Jam and Soundgarden yeah. and Nirvana and Nirvana the four, and the four Nirvana songs. But like I, my favorite part of that screed was they wanted to push electronica, but then everybody in America discovered sublime and saw swingers at the same time. So we decided to do sky and swing for two years. <laughs> and, and it's not wrong. The straight cut strut. It's not no, wrong. No, Cause if you think about that window, Squirrel Nut Zippers comes along that does that sort of it was that like nouveau yeah. swing. Yeah. And uh Stray Cats. Big Voodoo Daddy. Big Voodoo Daddy. Because Big Voodoo Daddy, my parents saw them somewhere. 
and they were like thinking that they went to the concert because they're cherry popping daddies. There you they go. went to a show. Okay. But she saw one of those bands that had kind of turned to swing mm-hmm. after basically dabbling in hardcore punk ska. <laughs> the dumbest genre ever. Thanks, Gwen Stefani. Um <laughs> you older guys like this god yeah you? i told that story the other day and my son thought that was hysterical i'm like we were in our 20s yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> it'd be much funnier now yeah it was just 80. insulting at the time you older guys like this god it's like dude i'm like three years out of high school <laughs> <laughs> so here's the story for those of you who haven't heard it a thousand times i went to visit steve in kansas city one time over a labor day weekend and this was during the the height of the 90s ska and we were in a used record store i don't remember why but we were and one of the ska bands came on and we were bopping our heads along and the pimple-faced record store clerk was like you older guys like the ska and i think we looked at each other in disbelief at being the you know described older guys in in our mid-20s yeah (laughs) i mean i still had hair for god's sake God, where was that place? I remember. You would have to tell me. I don't know. All I remember is I bought the Batman motion picture score, and I still have it. Well, I think that was the point where you said, yeah, and then like reeled off the name of a half a dozen bands. <laughs> that sounds like something I would have done. And I uh-huh. think I remember uh, explaining to him that this wasn't the first time Sky had come around, and we'd lived through it once yes, already. You're like, oh, the replacements, the this is, the that's, the... <laughs> Bowling for soup or whatever, you uh, know, madness, madness. And the word I was trying to think of was fusty lugs, which is a fat chick. Fusty lugs, fusty lugs, a sloven fat woman. Oh, okay. That's unsavory. Yes. It's knowing words like that, that uh, I don't think they make you friends. It just makes you <laughs> He's like, ah, it's such a fusty lugs. What does that mean? Look it up. <laughs> I feel like the fusty lugs are somehow associated with uh, Quaalude Bungalow. Quaalude Bungalow in the, yeah. <laughs> fusty lugs does a, a Lilith Fair cover show. All what? the Lilith Fair chicks, all of them. It's all three women, never all, made, never shaved. All Lilith Fair songs. Sarah McLaughlin. Cranberries. <laughs> in my head, in my head, in my head, head, head. Oh, God, yeah. Amy Mann. All those guys. <laughs> anyway, so I'm, I'm going to uh... bring this all around because I always thought that Don't Speak <laughs> by No Doubt was just Voices Carry by Till Tuesday. Prove me wrong. No, it's, that's really close. <laughs> it's, it's essentially it's essentially the same song. It's like singing with a ska uh, beat. Living on a prayer to uh, give love a bad name. Because if you <laughs> yeah. sync that right, man, those. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Somebody brought in the Lou Vega album, right? When he was like, a there's little an bit album? Maryland. There's an album. Somebody at work had brought one of that brought that in and and then you know so here's lou vega dun, 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 a little bit of honey dun, dun, dun. on the same album is the same song with completely different lyrics i told but you it's still the, the 90s same. were weird dun, 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 
da, 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 da. A dude doing a mambo song and he got airplay. I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is happening? You echoed on me, so it, <laughs> it what? They got a lot of airplay. Yeah, they got a lot of airplay, and I think you doing something because I was getting the tunnel and the the drop, <laughs> so I get that metallic sound of your voice that makes it sound sort of wispy and far away. <laughs> the Daleks have landed in my garage. <laughs> exterminate! Exterminate! <laughs> mambo number five. <laughs> Must kill Lubega. Exterminate Monica. Sorry. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. getting a little laggy here and I'm getting the notice that my internet connection is unstable, which is why you're getting Dalek Bruce. So maybe it's time we wrap this one up. Yeah, we can do that because apparently I have art homework. Yeah, do. I don't want to, I don't want you to like get a, an issue with your perspective drawings. All right, so we're going to already episode- got the dots and the lines on the page. And apparently, it's just drawing straight lines up and down. I Give her a ruler. Her- <laughs> yes. Does she know what a ruler is? I think so. I think so. <laughs> she knows what a hot pillow joint is. So, <laughs> well, you know, there's only so much room in your head, and once you know something's other in your head, in your, your head, head. <laughs> zombie, zombie. zombie. There we go. All right. That's episode 34, Slurp Toast, a podcast. Uh, Till next time, kids. I'm still Bruce. I'm still Steve. We'll catch you on the flip flop, flip side. Other next time, whatever. Later.